Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yesterday on the show, we had a chance to chat with uh, Alex Gordon, talking a lot of things baseball. He's actually involved with the uh, the College Baseball Hall of Fame, which is going to be coming to uh, Overland Park. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be housed at the uh, at the Prairie Fire at the museum there, the College Baseball Hall of Fame, new a new attraction in Kansas City. But anyway, we were also discussing kind of the evolution of Kansas City as a sports city and how we've credited the Royals with maybe kicking the Chiefs in gear. Yeah. And winning. I know there's there's people that probably roll their eyes on it. That means you weren't here in 14 and 15 when all this was going on, or you're too young to even remember now that it's 10 years ago. But if it wasn't for the Royals getting to the World Series in 2014 and winning in 2015, were the Chiefs as motivated? I don't think they would have been. They I put really the pressure, don't. They put the pressure, speaking of under pressure, they put the pressure on the uh, the Chiefs to go ahead and win. And Alex says, oh, yeah, the, the Chiefs were kind of asking them about it. Um, I don't know if it was Mahomes or some of the guys or the coaches, but they were like, how are you guys doing this? Like what they're kind of picking our brains to see, you know, what can we do to translate what the Royals are doing? And it kind of, you know, I think we kind of passed it on to them and they just look at what the chiefs have been doing. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. So I like to think that we took credit for their success, but um, it, 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 it is pretty exciting to see uh, Mahomes, Kelsey and all these guys do what they're doing. Well, it's good that you say that. Cause I've been saying that now for the last five, six, seven, eight years is that when you guys won the world series, I remember Andy Reid saying, God, everywhere I go, the baseball team wins. I wonder if it'll ever be me. And, and, and a couple of people behind the scenes have said, yeah, we kind of use that Royals and saw that parade and went, a okay, jealous. Yeah. got a little jealous. Yeah. It, it, it's Lit time to fire. do it. So what were those conversations like? Like, what did you tell them about, about winning or whatever they wanted to know about taking it to the next level? You know what I told him? I told him that, you know, develop that chemistry in the clubhouse because, you know, you're with these guys so much time, so much time during the years, basically with them more than your family and to develop that, you know, just fun atmosphere in the clubhouse where going out to play every day, you know, 162 games, uh, whatnot, but going out to play every day is just like another day having fun with the guys and it's not work and it's not, you know, stress going to the ballpark. So we just developed a great atmosphere chemistry and you know you kind of see the chiefs with instagram and all their videos and all that and it's just it kind of kind of looks like they're that they're kind of doing the same way so um hopefully now that the chiefs are having so much success that the royals now can look at them and be kind of jealous and hopefully think hey what can we do to get where they're at so um hopefully it can come um, in the other direction. That's Alex Gordon joining us yesterday on the show for yep. the uh, full convo. You can check it out, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app. I guess Bobby Whitney needs to go and start talking to Mahomes right. more and picking his brain on stuff and mm-hmm. get the other, needs pay it back. Right. Have it come full circle. Mm-hmm. 
But because that, that's what the Royals need to do. They need to go over there like as soon as the Chiefs win this Super Bowl before you go take your dry swings for an unlimited amount of wasted time in spring training. Go talk to the Royals or go talk to the Chiefs and say, what can we do? Pick their brain because they did that back in the day, which was smart, which was a brilliant move. All right, you guys won. What'd you do? How'd you do it? I mean, Kelsey may be busy, but I'd invite him to spring training. Like, go for it. Yeah, invite him all to spring training. Mahomes is you know part owner of the team. He should be down there sure, giving the opening day speech I the day think. after the Super Bowl. I would think. Uh, every season's kind of had that one game. Mm-hmm. We harken back to a number of years ago that the Tennessee, Tennessee game. game. Like everybody yeah. said <laughs> when they kind of bottomed out. Yep, and they figured it out, and then they went on to win. Mm-hmm. Is there one on this calendar that might provide the same? Kind of return? I think so. I think it's the Raider game. I was having lunch with a friend of mine yesterday, and, and the Raider game came up, right? He goes, God, that thing was just so awful and how bad that game was and what they did to the Chiefs in that game. He goes, that may be the best thing that has happened to this organization. And I started to think much like you did, Josh, about that Tennessee game in that first Super Bowl run where you kind of bottomed out. You you know, you know, you kept using the same snap count. Tennessee knew it. They jumped it. They blocked the field goal at the end. Ipso facto, you lost, but you never lost again. And that Raider game, is probably the worst game that I've seen since Andy Reid has taken over as head football coach of this organization. We saw a lot of those type of games with Todd Haley in, in, in years before, but that was the worst game I've ever seen Andy Reid coach here in Kansas City. It's the worst game I've seen Patrick Mahomes play. It's the worst game they've played collectively since Andy Reid has taken over. And I'm not going to lie. I feel like the rest of you were the same way. I walked away from that game. I mean, B-Dub, you, were, you weren't on the sidelines like Joshua, so he couldn't walk away from that game. Did you stick with that thing the entire time? Because I no. did not. It, w- it was Christmas Day, but not only was it Christmas Christmas Day, they didn't earn my business that day. They stunk out loud that day. It was an embarrassment watching those guys play. I mean, the Raiders scored two defensive touchdowns in seven seconds. But you look back at that that, that beatdown that the Raiders put on the Chiefs, and now you have to say they haven't lost since then, right? They they went out there the following week, took care of Cincinnati, then obviously and then the Charger really game. Well and, and played really well against right? Cincinnati. Really well against Cincinnati. They felt like that that was right. That was all right. We're ready. Right. Absolutely. We bounce back and we're ready and we're on a positive path. Let's go. Right. They even won the game against the Chargers when nobody played. And then they've been playing basically flawless football since that game. And sometimes it takes an ass whooping to make you realize finally how to play. It was a wake up call for Patrick Mahomes, I think. And he's been great since that day. And sometimes losses are actually good. I mean, we, we've talked about it over the years with Bill Self kind of laughing when the team lost a game during the regular season. I know there's a lot of Jayhawk fans who are like, oh, my God, they lost a regular season game. And then Bill Self would laughing. Are you going to do it my way now? Are you going to still continue to try to do it your way? And then you get that buy in. And I think that's where it was. For Patrick Mahomes, I think even up to Christmas Day, Josh, he was still trying to play hero ball and didn't still understand that, you know what? I got a defense. I got a good punter. I got a good kicker. I don't have to go out here and try to make these plays that maybe aren't there. And that ass whooping against the Raiders, I think, was a great wake-up call for everybody. It allowed Andy to say, see, you've been doing it your way all year. How'd it work out for you against the Raiders? Now you're going to do it my way. Now you're going to follow the, 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 the game plan that we want to put in. And I think Patrick Mahomes went, yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Reed. <laughs> you know? And here, and here we sit where one went away from the Super Bowl. And I think we're going to look back if they end up making the Super Bowl and go that Raider game was the key game of the season that turned this whole thing around. They're a completely different team since that Christmas day game. 
because that looked like a JV squad. They looked worse on Christmas Day than the backups looked against the Chargers. Uh, if I remember right, I think we had a good text thread that day, and all of us hit eject except for Josh. Yeah, right. But by halftime, we were like, uh, no, enough, family time, let's go. Mm-hmm. I think you guys were sending me messages about the uh, the NBA on NBC. That yeah. is correct. It was. It was John Tesh is like yeah, doing his correct. thing and conducting the, the orchestra. It was really weird. Matty Gookas and Red Snapper Jones, they had the good call. Really weird. Bulls and Knicks. I was watching a little, I know you were watching this one as well last night, little little Seton Hall Providence last night, watching on FS1. You guys tuned into that last night? You guys were watching that? Mavs and Suns No, When you get Seton Hall and Providence, you throw out the record Thanks for your support. KU Iowa State and women's basketball last night. Didn't watch my game, huh? Thanks, guys. I All right. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, anyway, uh, what station was it on? It was it was FS1, and oh, it was okay, Seton Hall versus Providence. D- did you know that uh, Kim English is the head coach of Providence? I did not know that. Right? Maybe. Maybe. Like because Ed Cooley's at Georgetown. Because I watched Georgetown the night before. Once, once you said it, I was like, okay, that does sound familiar. I didn't remember where he was coaching at, but I was thinking he was somewhere out east, and he took a different job. So, yeah. yeah Providence. I, so, so anyway, I just I just find myself. What watching did he call a, you back in the day? Do you remember Rob Disco or something? Wasn't something it? Yeah. like that? Something like Rob that? Disco. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't happy. With he wasn't you. happy he with you me. Rob like Disco. I care what Kim English thinks. No, it was right? great. It was great. Uh, Rob, but what? Rob Disco, Rob Disco right? Yeah, like the, he was weighing in because he's oh, mad about something. <laughs> um, and and so um, where was I going with this? Oh, so, uh, Kim English yeah. is the best. So I found out he's coaching Providence. Providence Seton Hall watching this game. Great ending too. Um, anyway. Um, so I'm watching these like random Big East games over the last couple of nights, and FS1 uses the you know the, the old test. NBA yeah, and yeah, NBC yeah. theme yeah. song, so it kind of you know sparks the little childhood memories. I don't know what it is. I just for whatever reason like Murray State Bradley was on. I watched a little of that last night too. Wow. I mean, wow. I don't get into. I don't Murray know. I State just like Bradley. I don't know. It's just like for time, for, right? for whatever it is. I'm like, eh, like just let me watch some of these smaller schools. Like, eh, whatever. I don't have a rooting interest. I don't care. I just flip it on and see what's going on, and you know whatnot. So as I was driving, home, I know more about Seton Hall than you do. Now, can I name a player true. or a coach? No. no. I was driving home last night, and sometimes, like you know, if I got that 45 minute drive back from Lawrence, I'll, I'll scan around. The uh, the satellite. Yep. Try to find a game. Yeah. Happen to come upon Marquette and DePaul. Oh, that's a good one too. Okay. I like that. That's a Chicago Milwaukee battle. So they yeah. say. So they come back from halftime, and the play play guy goes, oh, "We've had something I don't know. I don't know it's ever happened before." And I'm like, "Okay, what's going what's going on here in this game?" And he said, uh, "The halftime act was Red Panda." Remember Red Panda? She rides the she rides the unicycle and throws, throws bowls on her head. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And, and yeah, stacks yeah, yeah, bowls right. together on yeah. her head. It's fantastic. One of the one, one of the great the halftime best. shows. Yeah. Travels around the country and does this. He goes, Are they plastic or? Oh yeah, he goes. I don't know if I've seen this happen, but she couldn't get five stacked, and she was really mad. She goes. She kept failing getting the fifth bowl stacked on top of her head, and jumped down off the bike and was really ticked off. Oh, that's awesome! And he had a breakdown. Did she of throw the, the unicycle? He had a breakdown of the of the <laughs> the halftime show gone wrong. Are there like two halftime then, shows for college? Quick change and red well, there's panda. Quick change, but he goes, he goes for my. He goes, and he goes because he weighs it because everybody does. He goes, he goes for my money. Red panda is is the best halftime show. He goes. Some may say the frisbee dogs, but I gotta go with red panda. <laughs> I was thinking yes, frisbee dogs, red panda, and, and quick, quick change. change. But didn't quick change die? I don't. Maybe one of them passed. I don't know. Quick change I, was awesome. I don't, I don't know. If That's still, like that was the best. Doing. But kids, come up with a halftime act. Parents, get your kids to come up with a halftime act. Five minutes. That's all you need. You don't want to know how much they make for like a two-night appearance. Mm -hmm. 
do like a women's game, men's game, halftime, five-minute show. That's where the money's made. Yes, it is. Get yourself a half, halftime act. All right. Trust me. Be, I mean, ride a unicycle, throw bowls on your head. Who knew that could be a monster career? It is. Can I go out there and just like do the truffle shuffle? I know. You could. I'm thinking, you know, spin basketball, something. Come up with a halftime act. It could be a very lucrative deal. How we got you. there, I have no idea. Seton Hall, Providence, Providence. Seton yeah, Hall, but basketball. Why, how, oh, oh, the John Tesh song and, and watching that. Yeah. And we moved on, but no, don't I have, don't that, ask questions on how we get. I know. Different directions. But it's, anyway, I went and, and, and cooked dinner. I just I walked away from that game, and now looking back, that game was probably the best thing. Not probably, it was the best thing that happened to this football team all year because it redirected them. You didn't have to bring up. it full circle. It wasn't necessary. And, and I mean, it was well, I'm sure the guy in the Northland where it's not foggy or whatever. I mean, to the ten, ten minutes ago, you said how this is just a well-formatted, planned-out event, it and is. we just went down a total different direction. It's fine. It okay. happens. Uh, we will talk <laughs> uh, championship weekend, Harbaugh, and more with Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio next. Fesco in the morning. That's the way you pass the Johnson County parent test. You yell about offsides and have no idea what it is. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time to chat with Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio. You can hear him overnights right here on 610 Sports Radio. And he joins us every week, brought to you by The Landing in Liberty. And Ben, what are you feeling about the Chiefs heading into this game on Sunday? Yeah, so I generally, guys, it's good to be on with you. I generally like underdogs. That's kind of been my thing. And uh, I've been handicapping the the games. It's a hobby I have. Uh, and uh, I am, I guess I can, I'm sucking up to, to you and the listeners of this radio station because I do think Kansas City is going to win the game outright. They're a small underdog in the game, but I, I don't trust Lamar Jackson. I, I think the Chiefs defense, I know they had some issues last week stopping the run in the first half against Buffalo, but if the game is close, 
I, I, and I think it will be close. Uh, I, I like the Chiefs with Mahomes to to make plays. We saw it last week, and it, it was amazing. Without receivers, they were still able to go up and down the field against the Buffalo Bills defense. And the Ravens defense is great, but didn't they lose to Gardner Minshew and Deshaun Watson and some other questionable quarterbacks this year? So they're not invincible. So I, I like the Chiefs in that game. Um, but I can't wait. In the rain, another bad weather game. Perfect. So if if Kansas City does go in and win, and we're all assuming they are, what does that say and mean for Patrick Mahomes' legacy at that point in time? Well, he's, his legacy is already set in stone, but it just it just adds another chapter. This is like, it's it's a poor, I don't know poor man's I don't know what the right phrase is, but remember Tom Brady did not have great receivers at times with the Patriots and was able to win with guys that you'd never heard of, and you're like, how did they do that? And that's kind of the chapter that Mahomes is in right now. If they get to the Super Bowl with what they have at wide receiver, it reminds me of some of those bad Patriot teams before they got like Randy Moss, and they, they had him for a little bit, but they didn't have anybody that you'd ever heard of, and they had a revolving door at receiver. So it's a it's a testimonial to him, and also we've had the rebirth of Travis Kelsey the last couple of games too, which has been been good for the Chiefs as well, obviously. And what does that mean for the rest of the AFC if they – seemingly can't get the chiefs when they're maybe not at their best that they got got again <laughs> well they'll claim you know john they'll say well you know we're, we'll, it's like the patriots kept winning and people were like well we're gonna get them next year this is gonna be our thing and then the same thing will happen because the chiefs inevitably if they do end up winning they're gonna lose some players every team that wins you know every team loses players and they'll be key players and then people say well that's it they're not gonna be as good and then uh, you know and then now the chargers have Harbaugh, and and so watch out for the chargers and you know we're all in the hot take business you got to have a hot take you must you we we demand hot takes you got to have them Ben Maller with us here on 610 Sports Radio. We'll get to Harbaugh in a minute, but the other game features the Lions and 49ers, and I feel much like our game, America's rooting for Baltimore, clearly, for whatever reason. Uh, I think everybody in America, other than maybe a few hundred fans in San Francisco, are rooting for Detroit to win this game. What's it going to take for the Lions to pull the upset? Yeah, so the first thing with the Lions is uh, Jared Goff can't uh, ride the vomit comment. Uh, Goff, I know from his days with the Rams, I, he just does not play well in pressure situations. If the Niners can get pressure on Jared Goff, no, no quarterback is great with pressure, but Jared Goff, I think was 28th in the NFL when facing, facing pressure. It's a problem. Now from a wagering standpoint, looking at this game, I, I actually think this game will be within the margin because I don't trust Brock Purdy either. Brock, he, I know he had the late drive against the Packers, but I still don't think he's it. I, I could see Brock Purdy, turning the ball over. It obviously comes down to turnovers. I, the Lions to win the game outright. I, I would be surprised if they actually won the game outright, but I would not be shocked. In fact, I expect this to be a game that's anyone's game in the fourth quarter. I would be surprised if the Lions get, just get destroyed in this game. I, I think it'll be a one-score game in the fourth quarter, and then whoever plays better, which likely will be the 49ers, but uh, within the margin. So I'm, I'm setting up here a – 49er Chiefs Super Bowl. We've never seen that before. 49ers and Chiefs. That has never happened in our lifetime. Ben no? Maller, Fox Sports Radio. Overnights right here on 610 Sports Radio. Another another weekend in the NFL playoffs, though, where the home team's got the massive pressure. I thought the same thing last week, and now Baltimore's got all the pressure to finally do it. And, and San Francisco, I think, has got a lot of pressure to live up to the, uh, the, the all-season media hype. They don't get out of this game. Boy, we're all the... Purdy Shanahan truther is going to hide out. 
So if you look at the scales of pressure, Josh, I'm going with the Niners, though, more than the Ravens, because you can't be losing to the Lions. The Lions. I mean, they never make the playoffs. The last time they won a road playoff game was 1975. The last time they won a road playoff game, because they don't make the playoffs most of the time. But that in your own stadium to lose to a Jared Goff-led Lions team, that would be a, a sin of sins for Shanahan and the 49ers. Like, if the Ravens were to lose to the Chiefs, you could say, well, it's the dynasty, it's Andy Reid, it's it's Mahomes, it's it's a great a great quarterback you lost to. But if you if you're the, the 49ers and you lose to the the Lions, that's a different different conversation for sure. Plus as we mentioned the weather's and, and I know you love this job standing on the sidelines getting soaked on the entire game. That's also an excuse, a built-in excuse for the team from Baltimore. Ben, we we talked a, a brief hot second about Harbaugh going to the L.A. Chargers. How soon will it be before they're declared Super Bowl champs for next year? Will they let this Super Bowl play out? Will they wait till it's officially announced in L.A.? How do you see this playing out when the first people will be ready to jump to the front of the line to declare the Chargers Super Bowl champs? Well, as you know, I'm a distant relative of Nostradamus, and uh, I have a crystal ball. So the way this is going to work, remember last year, I don't know if you guys remember, Justin Fields won the offseason MVP. And it was a, they had a big party in Chicago. So the Chargers are going to win the offseason Super Bowl. So normally what happens is they wait one day after the Super Bowl because the, the Monday after the Super Bowl, they, they have to recap what happened in the Super Bowl. And then so Tuesday after that, that's when the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl. That's when that is is going to begin. Uh, Dan Orlovsky will be leading the way on that. That is, uh, that is my call. If he, if he doesn't get a coaching job. But in all seriousness, what do you think the impact is of him taking over a pretty good club that's seemingly underperformed? Oh, I think it's great. I, it's, it's, this, is, uh, this is not good news for the Chiefs. I, Harbaugh knows what he's doing. They had a guy who, when I think of Brandon Staley, I think of him doing yoga on the sidelines before games. That's what I think of with Brandon Staley. And this guy, Jim Harbaugh, is all about it. He won with the Niners. He won with Colin Kaepernick, who's not even that good a quarterback with the Niners. He won at Michigan. After a terrible start, he's going to win with the Chargers. They'll be uh, whether they're a wild card team or you know the Chiefs still win the division. They'll be in the playoffs. They'll be a factor. We how many years have we heard the Chargers have wonderful ingredients, but they don't have the, they don't have a cook. Well, now they have a guy that knows how to cook. So uh, I would be stunned if, they, if this is not a success. They should win ten or more games every year and have a shot in the playoffs. The thing though that is the most interesting about this to me. I was facilitating a, facilitating a take overnight, the double-edged sword for Justin Herbert, because Justin Herbert, it's always been, well, it's not his fault. You know, he's got great players, but he doesn't have a good coach. Well, if he goes out, he, he lost several games. As much as I ripped Brandon Staley, he lost several games uh, that were in the fourth quarter and overtime. He didn't make plays. Well, you blame Brandon Staley, but you can't blame Jim Harbaugh. So it, it the, the blame game goes to, to Herbert if he goes out there and stinks this season. So that's an interesting part of it this year because I am getting some Dak Prescott vibes from Justin Herbert where he's, he puts up great stats, but they're kind of empty stats. And so he's got to validate what he's done the last couple of years. Ben, any other coaching hires excite you? Because I know the one in Nashville, I can't even remember Tommy Callahan's auto park guy. He got the job down there. <laughs> It looks like they're hiring, you know, Rod Johnson or whoever in, in Washington to, to run the commodes. Like, none of these hires, other than the Harbaugh one, really has any meat to the bones. And we still have Bill Belichick out there who may not get a job. 
Yeah, this this sums up exactly how uh, fugazi this is for the NFL. The Atlanta Falcons have interviewed they interviewed Mike Vrabel, I guess yesterday. That's their fourteenth coach that they've interviewed. Fourteen, fourteen. You only need one head coach. They've interviewed fourteen coaches, and I'd love to know the story. If they don't end up hiring Belichick, because remember last week it was like Belichick's going to Atlanta, Belichick's going to Atlanta, and then all of a sudden that flipped. Was it Belichick or was it the Falcons that backed out? I would love to know the answer to that. But of the coaches hires, I don't know who these guys are. I I I don't. I love football. I watch football. I'm a loser. I I know a lot. Of, I I know a lot of things you shouldn't know because I pay attention. But I don't know who most of these guys are. The only other coach, other than Belichick, is Mike Vrabel, who I'd be like, oh, I, I I've seen that guy have some success. I think he's pretty good. Uh, I if I was a fan, I would be happy if Mike Vrabel got hired to coach my team. But essentially, these these other guys. Like Callahan in Nashville, I remember his dad. We got to be the dumbest team in America when he was coaching the the Raiders and all that. It's you just it's like a starter job. These guys are like, maybe it'll work out, and if it doesn't work out, three years from now we'll fire him. And we'll, it's like the the Falcons were their last coach, Arthur Smith. They're like brought him in, had a good resume with the Titans, sucked, and then they got rid of him and bring some other guy in. Uh, so it's just like a revolving uh, wheel of doom for these NFL teams. Ben, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Thank you. Ben Maller with us here on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by The Landing in Liberty. We head to Baltimore. Cordell Woodland covers the Ravens for 105.7 The Fan. They have a couple of players coming back from injury that could be impactful. We'll talk about that next. Fesco in the morning. I don't even know who Dennis Allen is. Dennis Allen's exactly who you think he is. Who is he? Uh, just a middle-aged white guy. But what does he do? Like, <laughs> is he, he's the Saints coach, right? Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Girls peep in me, I'm on glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Time to head to Baltimore. Cordell Woodland from one. 1057 The Fan in Baltimore and host of Shaking It Up Sports joins us from Baltimore today. Uh, Cordell, I want to start with the uh, the injury front. Um, what would be the impact if on both offense and defense if uh, Mark Andrews can play and uh, getting uh, Marlon Humphrey back as well for the Ravens defense possibly this week? Yeah, I mean, on the offensive side, getting Mark back is uh, will be a huge boost, you know, to get an all-pro back to get Lamar's you know, best weapon back, the one he's most comfortable with. Um, and the most important game of the year to this point, I think, would be great for them. I mean, uh, Isaiah Likely's been great since he's filled in for Mark Andrews. Um, but, you know, if you can get Mark Andrews back, you'll take it. And I think the Ravens, you know, I think they should be able to find a way to get both of those guys involved. I think if Mark plays, I don't think it'll be a situation where he plays 40 to 50 snaps. Um, I think it'll be more situational, maybe third down, uh, red zone. But I, I think they'll game plan for both of those guys to to have their plays uh, in, in in the game plan for them. Um, on the defensive side, Marlon, you know, he it has it's been an up and down year for Marlon, um, injury wise and, and production wise due to the injuries. So guys like Ronald Darby and Brandon Stevens, they they've actually filled in pretty good for him. They both played for uh, Ronald Dobby played in place of uh, Marlon Humphrey last week and played really well. 
I mean, that wasn't the first time that that's happened this year. So I think if they can get Marlon back, they'd be happy about that. But I think for them, they want a as close to 100% Marlon Humphrey as they can get because we've seen the 80 to 85% Marlon, and it's not as effective as the 95% one. Cordell, I know the Baltimore Ravens do have a history of you know getting to the Super Bowl and winning them. You know they got a couple since they moved to Baltimore about thirty years ago or whatever it is now. It's been so long. Uh, mm-hmm. But is is the attitude this time around? Hey, we're just happy to be in the AFC Championship game from a, from a city perspective, or is there that expectation that they're going to go out there and win this thing? How how is the city embracing this? Oh, I mean, they, they, it's definitely not a happy to be here situation. Um, the city is kind of embodying the personality of the team right now. And the team feels like, you know, they're the best team in football. They they feel like this is what they've been working hard for, and they are locked in focused. They, I mean, they don't really want to talk too much about the Super Bowl. It's always that game that's, you know, right in front of them. Um, and, and they understand what they their body of work to this point in the year. The fans do as well. I mean, Every test that the Ravens have had this year, every challenge that they face, they have aced it with flying colors, it feels like. I mean, you know, the Niners game, that Dolphins game, the Lions game, the Seahawks, I mean, they are beating teams down when we think we're in store for, you know, a a good game because it's a, a, you know, a a worthy opponent. Um, The Ravens show that they're only allowing teams to hang around with them for so long. So I think the city, you know, is definitely buzzing right now. What you combine with the Ravens are doing right now to what the Orioles did in the baseball season, they, mm. they, they, they're, they're feeling like the future is very bright out here. And for the Ravens, the future is now. In 2019, that was a year where I think, you know, they kind of had that happy-to-be-here mentality. But right now, uh, they're, they're in it for the long haul. I've heard this said biggest game ever in Baltimore. Do you feel that's the case? Well, I'm a younger guy, you know. I'm 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 like 35, so I'm I'm probably the wrong person to ask this, but you know, definitely in a while. I mean, you think back to maybe Kyle's game where you know he he breaks the Ironman record. Um, that's probably the last ultra big game that I can think of in Baltimore because look, I mean, this is the first AFC Championship game since the 1970 season. Um, you know, you, you the Orioles haven't hosted a, a game seven or anything like that for the World Series here in Baltimore. So you you see how you look at how popular football is in this country and mm-hmm. how crazy fans are for their football teams and especially here in Baltimore, how crazy they are for not only the Ravens but just Lamar Jackson individually, the player. Um, I would have to say, yeah, it, it probably is the biggest game in the city. Well, speaking of uh, of Lamar Cordell, he said yesterday that like I don't want to face you know you know Patrick Mahomes kind of in in jest, but you want your quarterback embracing this moment. How is Lamar bracing this moment? Is he is it, is it getting too big for him, or was he just kind of joking when he says I really don't want to face Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, it was it was kind of a ha ha moment. You know, he he went on to talk about how they're ready to face anybody that, that gets in their way. I could tell you for sure Lamar definitely doesn't have any shortage of confidence right now. Um, I just think when he says that it's, you know, he understands it's going to be a battle. Every time they face Patrick Mahomes, it, it's been tough. You know, he's what, one and three against Mahomes and even the one that he won, which was the last matchup, you know, it was it was a come from behind victory. 
um, in overtime, I believe. So, you know, I, I think Lamar just understands it's not going to be easy with, you know, he, he's he's embracing. He talked about how if you want to be a champion, you got to beat the champion. And the Chiefs are the defending champs. I don't think the Ravens are taking them lightly. There's a ton of respect there. Um, so I think that's more so where his statement came from. But for sure, um, they believe that they're the better team. And, and I can tell you, they definitely believe that they're going to win. Cordell, thanks for a few minutes. Best of luck on uh, on Sunday. It should be fun. No problem. Appreciate you having me. That's Cordell Woodland, 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore, host of Shaking Up Sports, covering the uh, the Ravens in Baltimore. Not uh, They're in it to win it. All right. I don't think anybody's really happy to be here. But think about that. When you get that run to a baseball into football, yeah, how great it is pretty that? great. It's a lot of fun. We wouldn't know. Yeah. Ours are always at different times. Yeah. But, Doesn't but, have to be. But having having that little <laughs> run for that area, yeah. pretty, 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 pretty fun. fun. Yep. So you're saying there's a chance. Oh, yes, I am. Okay. We'll get to it next. Fesco in the morning. There was no... Keeping you awake starting at 6. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on a Thursday along with Bob Fesco. I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, beat up producing. Uh, the big story of the day, uh, officially official, that the L.A. Chargers are the AFC West preseason favorites. Made official because they did hire Jim Harbaugh. That is next, exactly correct. As our next head coach. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to the Chargers. You win so in March. Harbaugh has a job. Right. Another job. Mm-hmm. Different job. Bill Belichick still does not. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. You heard Ben Maller say the Falcons have now interviewed 14 people for their head coaching job, which is, is ridiculous. Terrible. I mean, that's called doing due diligence. But if it's Bill Belichick. diligence. Well, that's it's like, it's, it, yeah, it's like overstudying right. or something right. you know, where your brain's just like. Do you think Belichick's getting this job? I mean, I mean, <sighs> if you were going to give, well, I mean, I don't know who is interviewing who in that situation. Well, we don't know. there's been some consternation about the front office in Atlanta not wanting Bill Belichick like, is down he interviewing there. them or are they interviewing him or both? Right. I mean, we know these other places or these other guys are probably, you know, they're being interviewed. Yeah, right. Exactly. But I think you're interviewing Bill Belichick. I mean, like, because for me, I'm looking at Bill Belichick and if I'm an art or, or blank, I'm looking at myself in, in the mirror and going, I look like that guy from Scooby-Doo. But also I would look at Bill Belichick and say, um, okay, let let's... What, what is it? The elephant in the room? Why can't you win without Tom Brady or Lawrence Taylor? Like I would ask that question if I was him and, and find out what happens when Lawrence Taylor isn't on his team. And when Tom Brady isn't on his team, because he stunk out loud without those two guys around him. And so there are people in the front office that don't want Bill Belichick. And when I see that, I go, well, I'm not, I don't really care what the people in the front office want. You don't want Bill Belichick because you're worried about your job. It doesn't mean he's not the best candidate out there you know, for the position. But, I mean, Atlanta's taking their time on this one. And so what if Bill Belichick doesn't get a job? Then he's probably done, and he'll never catch Don Shula to be the all-time winningest head coach. And we know how important that seemingly is to him. 
But now Andy Reid has a real shot at being the all-time winningest head coach because Andy Reid is going to be another five years here in Kansas City from what we're hearing. He's going to sign an extension. It's going to be quiet. We won't even know that it probably happened. And Andy's probably going to coach another five years here in Kansas City. He's 70 wins behind Don Shula. Going to take a lot, Josh. That's an average of 14 a year over the next five years He's good, to, but to get the Don Shula. Might need, you, might need might to go need six a, years. Yeah. He may need to go yeah. seven years yeah. um, to get the Don Shula. And when you look at Bill Belichick, uh, he's 65. That includes all his postseason wins. Um, or I'm sorry, Andy Reid, 65, including all the postseason wins behind Don Shula. So there's a little bit of a run, a little bit of a, a, a distance to go. But I think with the way that this team is playing right now and the way that this team is set up, you're averaging about 11 or 12 wins per year. Andy Reid's going to push it real close, Josh, to getting to that all-time win mark over the next five years that he's the head coach of the Chiefs and may look at it and go, you know what? I may give it a sixth year. If you're within striking distance of being the all-time winningest head coach in NFL history, you got to stay till you're there, man. You got to continue on and continue to fight the good fight. And it's not like you're winning four or five games per year and hanging on like Bill Belichick was at the end. Andy Reid's still dominating this league. I would say even if Belichick continues. Right. How far, if he goes to an Atlanta or some other team where it's not going to be completely easy mm-hmm. you know you're not kind of ready-made you're really building things well I think Atlanta I'm is just, ready-made save the quarterback and that's why you go get Kirk Cousins and you can win 10 games in that division maybe but say it say he goes but has a kind of a slow pace and just kind of creeps back over Shula you right know I mean like barely gets there mm-hmm. is it still in play it might be for Andy you're yeah talking, yeah, yeah you know I mean? absolutely yeah. like if yeah. if if this window's wide open and you're continuing this window and you're just doing Andy Reid things mm-hmm. and winning double digit every season and you don't have a you don't have a any kind of dip right he might catch him anyway yeah he may he he absolutely might it feels like that it feels like belichick's gonna limp to the finish yeah if he gets there if he gets there yeah which i think would put it in play Mm -hmm. i absolutely think it would be one thing if he goes somewhere and he's winning 12 and 11 and 13 and whatever and doing that but if he's winning six or Mm -hmm. seven or and how much longer is bill belichick gonna do it you only have You know, if you're doing that, do you have a lengthy stay? Do you have enough just to get to the finish line mm-hmm. and not much more? You know, one game better or something. Well, it's still going to be within reach for Andy. Reed. Right. I, th- I think it definitely is. And so I, I want to keep Andy here until he becomes that winning as head coach of all time, you know, in NFL history. But it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see if anybody does hire Bill Belichick. Like if if Rod Johnson and Rod Marinelli and, and you know, whoever else named Rod gets a head coaching job over Bill Belichick, that tells you what the league thinks about Bill Belichick right now. I don't think there's a lot of belief. You know, we're, we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons interviewing 14 people for their job, and Bill Belichick has interviewed twice now for that job. Not one other team has interviewed Bill Belichick. He, maybe he's putting all his due diligence into Atlanta. He And he, and he could be, but even still, have you even heard a team contacted no, Bill Belichick? Uh, uh, no, no, not at all. Uh-uh. Um, I feel sad for Troy Aikman. Yeah, I do too. Well, not really, but he can put his head on the pillow with a pretty nice paycheck. So mm-hmm. not not completely, but he really was banking on the Cowboys. His Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That he postponed a postseason vacation because he thought the Cowboys could be playing this weekend. That's right. In the NFC title game, you're saying? Mm-hmm. Or just playing in the backyard with their kids? 
in the NFC Championship game. Okay, because Dallas hasn't been to an NFC title game since January of 1995. And so you're making vacation plans based on the Dallas Cowboys potentially being in an NFC championship game. Are you nuts? He said he was pretty shocked to see the Cowboys season come to an end. Okay. Well, he probably doesn't deserve to be on the television anymore. If he was shocked to see the Cowboys, not in the NFC championship. I really anticipated that Dallas would be playing in the championship game. Figured it would be in San Francisco. So I was planning on going to the game. Didn't book a vacation after my season. He knows they have to win playoff games to get to that <laughs> NFC championship game, right? What is it about the hold that Jerry Jones has over people where they think Dak Prescott is good and that team is going to go to championship games? They haven't proven anything in a generation. And if you're Troy Aben, wouldn't you book your vacation? Yes, and then and the worst thing is, man, I got to I got to cancel well, you this buy thing. that insurance because right? yeah. my because my team's in it. Yeah, you definitely do that, yeah. right? I, I mean, just go, just go out there and, and, and buy the like, insurance wow, on that. That's a better story too. You're like, well, I, pl- I booked vacations. Cowboys never get here. Look, at, oh, here they are. Right and now, I'm here. Right, absolutely. So, I mean, I think it's something that you need to consider next year, Troy. Like, not not changing your vacation schedule because the Cowboys may play in an NFC Championship game. January of '95. I had yet to step foot on the campus of the University of Kansas. I was still in high school. In 1995, okay? Patrick Mahomes was not born the last time the Dallas Cowboys played in an NFC Championship game. Derek Jeter hadn't made his MLB debut the last time the Dallas Cowboys were in an NFC Championship game. LeBron was 10. Bill Self but was really a, good. But really good, dominating at 10. Like, dominating, yeah. Like crushing people, probably dunking by then. Right. Bill Self was at Oral Roberts. Andy Reid was an assistant O-line slash tight end coach with the Packers in 1995. He was with back, the Packers? Back in the day Kids, when coaches with the did Packers. multiple what? things and they didn't have three assistant offensive line coaches. Who was the quarterback then? Uh, the Packers in 95? Yeah. Oh, it was Brett Favre. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Where right, Andy yeah. Reid was with Brett Favre? What? Yeah, back in the Gosh. day. Yeah. This is, is this where him and, and Mooch had that steak? That steak back in the okay. day. Yeah, in their, in their underwear in a hotel or whatever it was. And then I looked at the roster yesterday. Blake Bell, Blaine Gabbert, Chris Jones, Donovan Smith, Travis Kelsey, Joe Tooney, MVS, and Winchester Cathedral were the only Chiefs alive the last time the Cowboys went to an NFC title game, January of 95. And Troy Aikman is making plans based on the fact that the Cowboys could be in the NFC championship game. Please. Yeah, there should be some testing. Please. That's like me saying I'm holding out on marriage until, I mean, you know, Tara Reid back in the day calls me or B. Arthur calls me. Like It ain't happening, man. Go about your day. Go make your plans. Buy the insurance on your on your trip, and if you have to cancel it, then you get your money back. But I would never, of all teams, to make plans around the Dallas Cowboys making a championship game? Come on, now? Feels a little silly. Yeah. And if you weren't working it, no offense, if you weren't working it, why would you go? Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. I watch that thing on TV from my vacation. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Wherever I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm... you know, if you're a cow, say he's a cowboy fan, right? Which he clearly is. Right. But he's worked all season. He's got a game a week. We're like, well, if they're in it, I'll watch it. Right. <laughs> Why the hell would I go? Why would right. I go? That's terrible. Yeah. In the bay somewhere on a yacht yeah. with the TV yeah. popped on. Or in Europe or Australia, wherever you want to go. It doesn't matter. You can watch these games anywhere. Our friend Marco in, in Venice is a big Chiefs fan. He's up at 2 in the morning, you know, on Monday morning watching these games. You can catch these games anywhere you want. 
Just get a VPN, man. You can do it yeah, anywhere. You watch anywhere. Yeah. Our listeners will tell you. Absolutely. People are all over the world watching these games. So, Troy, do a little better thinking, my man. First of all, planning your vacation around the Cowboys. And second of all, planning your vacation around the Cowboys making a championship game? Laughable. Yeah, seems seems like a not great idea. Don't make any plans in October this year, Josh. We may have the World Series. <laughs> No vacation for you. I would love to think that, but <laughs> yeah, I think you go ahead and book that insurance. You do, yeah. It's yeah. only like seventy dollars. Yeah. yeah, I think you book that insurance for that one, mm-hmm. and nah, I wouldn't book the insurance for it. You just eat the trip, if, right? If you had to be here for a World Series or whatever, mm-hmm. I think you just eat that. Don't wow, you? No insurance on that one. Okay, I don't know. Well, what are the odds? <laughs> What are they? Thousand to one? Yeah. Five hundred to one? I haven't looked in a while. For the for the Royals? Yeah. Seven fifty, yeah. I think. Seven fifty to one. Yeah. Okay. You're pretty safe taking that vacation, I think. Yeah. Well, you should be, I guess the Cowboys probably about seven fifty to one. Right. Before the season went <laughs> no, it all too, right? Because because people bet on the Cowboys, so they yeah. make the odds where they are, so people bet all the money. The casinos clean up. The casinos are built because people bet on the Cowboys. Mm. A bunch of people canceled hotel rooms in San Francisco then this week. I guess a lot, from yeah. The, from the Cowboys. Yep. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.